hop, fizz, clink, sit back and enjoy. Bubbly Thoughts poured by your host, Melissa Bromley. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bubbly Thoughts podcast, where you will learn how to connect with people and take the first steps in the pursuit of becoming your best self. I'm your host, Melissa Bromley, and let's get right on in so we can pop, fizz, and clink our way into some good vibes today. So fun fact about me, in case you haven't listened to some of my other episodes, I love scary stuff, scary movies, books, all the above. You may have listened to my episode last year around Halloween, and it was known as Scary Bubbly. (laughs) Well, I decided to make a tradition of it now and write another horror fiction story to share with you guys this year. I received a ton of positive feedback from that episode, which was a huge surprise to me. I know I come on here and talk to you guys all the time, but sharing something you have personally written is way more terrifying than anything else I have shared with you all on here. So I wrote a new story this year. It took me forever to come up with a concept for some reason. I don't know how people who are actual authors of fiction do it. These are short stories, and to create a concept that you can think other people might find interesting is a lot of pressure because you don't know how people will actually respond, and it takes a lot longer to prepare. But I'm excited to continue sharing another short, scary story with you guys this year, and I look forward to hearing your feedback on this one. Now, before I begin, this is not a true story, in case you are missing the point that I've been saying fiction, 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 fiction. Let me repeat, this is not a true story. I actually came up with this one because I did some soul-searching into what truly scares me and decided to create a story out of it. And I did this last year, so I'm going to do it this year again. Disclaimer. If you are someone who doesn't like scary things, don't listen to this episode. It's really not too bad. It's not even as bad as last year, but I want to make sure that people who are listening are advised that this isn't a happy episode like I usually have. Also, it's not a jump out scary kind of thing. I don't want to horrify you or make you wreck your car in case you listen to podcasts in your car like I do. So rest assured, there are absolutely no jump scares or anything along those lines in this episode. Please also know it is a tiny bit graphic, like nothing gross, like re- it's really not that bad, but if gore even freaks you out slightly, don't listen to this episode. Lastly, many of the details in this story are going to sound familiar to those of you who know me because the story does take place in my home, even though I don't specify that the main character is actually me and I don't necessarily specify that the house that it takes place in is my house. If you've been in my house before, the layout is what I envision in my head for the layout of the home in this story. So, but please remember, this story is absolutely and 100% fictional. Myself and everyone else in my life is perfectly safe and fine. This is my final warning. Listeners, beware. I hope that scared you a little bit. If I whisper it, does it sound scarier? Anyway, carrying on. This is my short story entitled, Reality. Reality is merely an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. Albert Einstein. I opened up my eyes to half darkness, half light. It was 4.30 a.m., and the only light came from the glow of the TV. Once again, I was awake before the alarm with my brain screaming at me about what needed to get done that day or how guilty I should feel about that mistake I made earlier that week. To distract my thoughts, I went downstairs to relax on the couch and watch some TV, knowing full well I likely wouldn't fall back asleep, but at least my brain could shut off for a moment in time and focus on something else other than everything I've done wrong or everything I should be doing, but I'm not. 
The silence in the house made me feel an odd combination of sadness for being alone and fear from the twinge of possibility that I may not be alone, but just haven't realized it yet. And not for any reason other than a rational fear. I know well that it was only me in the dark, in the night. Being alone can be comforting when you're afraid of the alternative, but it can also feel debilitating. How is it possible to feel an armor of strength while also feeling unshielded? Is it the tease of nostalgia that makes you think things were better than they actually were, knowing well that the basis of a memory's appeal is that you can no longer experience it? Or is it a reality that you now experience the antithesis of what was once pure joy? Which is worse? As I drowned in past memories, racing the minutes to shut down my brain was something mindless. Something catches the corner of my eye. An instant hair standing on end situation where I can't tell if my mind is playing tricks on me or if I'm truly seeing what my brain thinks it's seeing. Someone in my house. My petrifying fear causes insensibility and I'm unable to run, move, or scream. All I can do is stand, watch, and process in horror and confusion. Is this really what's happening? How and who? And most importantly, why? Do I seem as helpless as I feel that an intruder felt it would be easy enough to sneak in? Do people see me this way? Do people see me at all? With the flutter of a butterfly wing, I raced towards the light switch only to find an empty chair in the room I was fearful someone was in. No one was there. I was alone. Still alone. I continue walking downstairs now, my adrenaline distracting the running hamster wheel of my mind. Always working, never getting anywhere, but repeating right where I started. Nothing to distract you like the cold sweat kind of scare. Careful what you wish for, I guess. I'm downstairs with the comfort of the TV glare, hot cup of tea, and debilitating regret. That's the thing about comfort. Sometimes even if something that comforts you is weird, scary, or negative, at least you know that comfort is still something you can feel. Since he left, I wish I could say the fake shock I demonstrated to everyone else made me feel better about myself. I knew it was coming. Yet knowing the opinion of others isn't that it was my fault he moved on, but instead that I was the one who was left. Who wants to be the damaged goods when you could be perceived as the wounded bird? Wounds heal. Damage gets returned. I circle back to the discussions, the verbiage I used, how upsetting the moments of pity overcame the emotions of feeling wanted and loved. You think it's impossible to feel worse until you do. It's hard enough when you hate yourself. It's even harder knowing you've convinced others why they shouldn't love you either. Whoosh, scratch, bang. My thoughts became interrupted by fear once again. Fear that isn't your fault is so much more comforting. What's out of your control is a reminder that guilt is a useless emotion. But what the hell was that noise? All of a sudden, the wind is blowing like crazy outside and a branch is hitting the window? No, not that I can can tell. And there's no shadow to be seen. In fact, it's just pure darkness through the window facing my backyard. You know you're in a bad place when the darkness brings you more comfort than being able to see anything. But really, what the hell was that sound? As I took risky steps out the back door to investigate, I see nothing. Except, the door leading to our garage was open. Did I leave that open? No wonder someone can't stay. I leave the doors wide open. 
once you allow people the freedom to run, that means they can. Doesn't mean they have to, but it might mean they will. Maybe I should start listening to everyone else. Maybe it's a good thing to be alone. People say it truly allows you to understand who you are without the influence of anyone else. People do this. Successful people are often alone. We don't need someone else to survive. All we need is necessary means, determination, and things that make us happy. Not what makes others happy. I have friends. I have family. So it's okay that I'm alone. You can be alone without feeling lonely. Maybe that just comes with time. I can do this. I need to. And the way I'm going to start is going into that garage to take the garbage out. Because the garbage man comes tomorrow and nobody else has done it yet because I am alone. So here I go. (laughs) As I walk into the garage, I start to feel hopeful. I can do this. I can do things for myself. I can start over on my own. Alone will be good. But when I walked into the actual garage, the big garage door was already open. Did, Did I leave that door open too? Okay, stop freaking out. You've done this before. And the door actually leading to the garage from the backyard can swing open if the wind is blowing hard enough. So that explains that. But wait, the wind wasn't blowing. Okay, okay. Quickly close the large garage door and run back into the house and lock the door. And as I click the button to close the garage door, I heard drip, drip. And written in thick red blood smeared on the back of the garage door was, you are not alone. Sometimes the reality is, if we get distracted by something, we fail to see what's right in front of us. Sometimes we think we're alone when we're never really alone. Whew. All right. So that was this year's spooky Bubbly Thoughts episode in honor of the Halloween holiday coming up. I hope it kind of got you in the mood for this time of year, and honestly, I just hope you enjoyed it. I promise the next episode will be less what goes bump in the night and more back to pop in the bubbly. Thank you for listening to this edition of Bubbly Thoughts. Cheers, and as always, stay bubbly.